The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. This is the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. That guy is correct. Again, he's never wrong. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. I give out that email uh, with the uh, underline underneath because we are going right into the inbox tonight and clearing some of the uh, backed up emails we've got every week in the show. So we'll get to a pile of those. And anytime you want to reach out to Lior and a member of his crew, that is the email address. You can also call one 821 5900 but like i said here now live 416-870-6400 to uh, call in and have a chat week that was what do you got going on pal hey john i am here and ready and willing and able and anxious Mm -hmm. Uh to take on as many questions as possible so we can solve your workplace problems big problems or small problems small questions complicated questions you name it this is the time Uh, i've been dealing with questions all week uh you know vaccine mandates, uh, dealing with severance, termination of employment, being put on an unpaid leave, termination for cause, all kinds of ultimatums. So whatever the question is, I assure you, I've seen it. I know what to do. I know what to say. So give us a call right now and have your problem hopefully solved or at a minimum feel better and know your rights, know your options. And of course, if that doesn't necessarily solve your problem, if you need to have a private chat with me or a private email exchange with me, perfectly fine. Very good idea, actually. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show, so stay tuned for that. And as we do that, let me start off uh, with the week there was some situations that came across my desk. Uh, I spoke on Monday with the gentleman who had been put on a layoff way back in 2020, temporary layoff because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Now, over the past uh, year plus, he had followed up uh, with his employer regularly by email, just checking in to see, you know, what's the status? Is he coming back to work? Right. Uh, he'd rarely get a response. If he did, it would be something vague like, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, and, you know, being the, the good employee that he was, he kind of waited. Well, he very recently found out that the company hired two new employees. And he followed up with them and said, well, what gives? You know, you, you hire employees, but I'm still here. Never even got a response back. Well, he finally did what I wish he would have done many months ago is he called me. And he wanted to know what what gives here. I'm on a layoff. They're hiring people. They're not getting back. How long am I going to be on ice here? So the answer, hopefully, is one that our regular listeners know. And that is that he can decide. This employee can decide when enough is enough. He does not have to wait for the company to make the decision. He does not have to wait for the company to get back to him. He can choose to treat this layoff. He could have done that back in 2020. He can do it now. He can choose to treat it as a termination of his employment. So he doesn't have to worry or, 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 or wait or uh, you know just keep following up with the company. He can say now. I'm considering this a termination. Now you have to pay me my full severance. This is a long-term employee. He'd probably be looking at 16 to 18 months of severance. Wow. So that's a very important thing to remember. He's actually relieved he's going to do that. I'm going to help him do that. But this is still a reminder. I know there's a lot of people that are still on the layoff from back in 2020. If you are, you can obviously wait if you want. That's your right. But you can also choose 
to treat this layoff as a termination of your employment and get severance. You can do that now. And I think by now, gosh, enough is enough. If you yeah. want to treat this as a termination, give me a call. And a call right here for more questions and a conversation too. Eduardo, thank you for hanging on. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I'll be very quick because I know a million people want to talk to you. I work at a casino and still some restrictions on them. Does that hamper me trying to get my constructive dismissal started or can I just dive in because I'm tired of waiting for them? So my question, Eduardo, is are you part of a union? No, I'm a manager at that place. It is a unionized place, but I'm a manager. I'm outside the union. Got it. Good. So, yes, you can absolutely now pursue a constructive dismissal if you want. So you can wait. Obviously, you can. I've always said that and, and I will always say that. But if you say, as you just said, enough is enough, yes, you can pursue a constructive dismissal. Obviously, we need to connect off air to get into the nitty gritty and the details. I want to find out more about your job, your length of employment, your compensation, etc. But yeah, you absolutely can treat this as a constructive dismissal. That that sounds great. I know there'll be there's a lot of people in my area in my position that have just been left hanging out. I'll make sure they know this information. Now, I have been in touch with the company and kept in touch with the HR with emails asking when am I coming back that has that hurt my case at all? No, it, it has not hurt your case. Uh, it, it's not something that's going to compromise your entitlements. Obviously, I would rather, you know, we always check any communications you have with the company check with me. But no, you haven't hurt your case. Uh, but I, I wouldn't communicate them with them much more. I think if you've decided you want to pursue a constructive dismissal, let's just go ahead and do it. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly how I've been feeling. I finally found another job with a lot less pay, and I was at that place for 23 years, and they wow. got to own something. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Eduardo, I mean, you know how to... Uh, amount. Yeah. You bet. You know how to uh, reach ahead. out, Eduardo. You sound like you're uh, at the end of your rope for sure. one 821 Again, one 821 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Going on down the line. Wendy, thanks for hanging on. Good evening. Hi, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Okay, uh, again, calling for my sister. So we're at an ununion company, not have any problems. They did a vaccine or you can get your test. And as of yesterday, they agreed to do the test here and for free. I don't know why my sister doesn't go for it, to be honest with you. But if she doesn't, um, does that make it harder to get your severance when they're going that far out to make it? possible to still continue working so i i take it one day that she doesn't want to get tests at all it's not that she doesn't want to get tests at the company she just doesn't want to get them period is that right it it certainly seems to be heading that way i don't know at first it was just because it was too expensive now it's like uh, she's almost offended that no one else has to get tested why do i have to get oh you know <laughs> what kind of a i don't want to bore you with the details company it's Wendy, what kind of an employer is this? It's a manufacturing, manufacturing. company, okay. and she works as a spot welder lead hand for nine years. I, and she is so unless her employer, Wendy, uh, uh, unless her employer has had issues with outbreaks in the workplace. So if they've had outbreaks in and, the workplace, and no, uh, they have they, they have to try to do something. Okay, so in that situation. Uh, you know, despite the fact that I think most people would consider it to be reasonable to have tests, legally, 
if it's not a must, because they haven't had outbreaks, they've been able to manage the workplace without tests and without vaccine, just with masking and distancing, then yeah. if ultimately they let her go because of that, if she says, no, I'm not doing this, and they let her go as a result or put her on an unpaid leave, she'd be able to get severance. But what she has to decide is what is best for me. She has to decide, am I better off keeping my job and doing what my, what my employer asks, or am I, would I rather lose my job and pursue severance? Now, that's a personal decision. What I can tell you is that if, in fact, everything you told me is correct, I'm sure it is, then, yes, yeah, she would be owed severance, but she will lose her job. Okay. And um, if she took the test for a couple of weeks and then turned out she couldn't do it anymore, but how long do you take it before then you considered accepting it? Well, I mean, if she wants to only take it for a finite if period of time, she can say, you know, I'm only going to do it for, you know, two weeks, four weeks. If you, she doesn't give her say more anything time to after think a few about weeks. She, it, yeah, to give her a little more she time to say think that. about it and see you tell how that. bad it is. Okay. And, okay. So she could still, even so if she decides, say, after Christmas, okay, no, I can't handle doing this anymore. She's still entitled. Correct. She would be entitled. Absolutely. Wendy, appreciate the call. Going to move on. Uh, any more details? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Squeeze one more in quickly before we uh, got to take a break. And it'd be Jake. How are you, pal? Good. How are you? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Uh, this is actually a call on behalf of my wife. Uh, sure. She's a government employee. Uh, she's worked from home prior to COVID. So, that in October of twenty nineteen, she started working from home, and. Uh, now we're coming up to, they have to attest to their vaccine status. And um, I think by the 29th and then by the December 13th, if, they're not, if they have not attested to it, that they're vaccinated, then uh, they will be let go. And uh, Jake, is she part of a union? <clears throat> yes, she is. Do we have contact? So the only one really that can, can help her is, is the union. And, and here's the thing. If the union won't support her, it's, uh, unfortunately, it's bad news. W what the situation is to me is kind of ridiculous. If you're already working from home and you're going to continue working from home, what business of your employer is it if you're vaccinated or not? It's one thing if you come into the workplace, sure. But if you're at home, it makes no sense. The problem here is not really a legal one. It's a practical one, and that is that the union is the only one that can help her. The uni is, union is the only one that's allowed to help her. So she has to talk to the union and push them and get them to support her. If they won't, unfortunately, her options are going to be very limited. Okay, that's kind of where we're at because we've contacted the union many times. Um, it took them weeks and weeks to get back to her. And uh, basically, they are in agreement with, with the government. So that's kind of like, what's our next step? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, the only other thing she could do is to file a complaint against the union with the labor board. Unfortunately, that's not something that's usually successful. That's the problem with being unionized is that the union is the only one that has the rights, not the employee. And if the union chooses not to do something, it really leaves the employee kind of, you know, hanging out to dry. It's unfortunate, but that's just the reality in a unionized environment. Jake, appreciate the time, brother, but we got to uh, we got to run into a break and get right back at it afterwards. Uh, Ballaram, we're going to get to you after the break and you as well. Employment Law Show, Global News Radio.
You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. Right here, Lior Samfiru, co-founding partner Samfiru Tamarkin, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in this entire country. You'll want to reach out if uh, only for a chat to clear things up. Here's how you can do that, 1-855-821-5900. But even before the phone call, and less work is to simply go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is a free website constructed, built just for you. A plethora of employment law information right there at your fingertips and in there as well. Severance Pay Calculator, that is what Lior calls the handy-dandy tool. And it will tell you exactly what severance should be yours. And it's been there and used for uh, probably last count was about three-quarters of a million people have tried that thing and gone, wow, I'm actually loaded a lot more than the company says. No guff. And that is how you use that one. But we'll get back to the phones. Balaram, how are you? Hi, good night. How are you guys doing? Good. What's on your mind? Okay, a quick question. I'm a truck driver. I work for a contractor as a self-employed, and the company that he contracts from, I think they're going to put the vaccine policy. So I just want to know what is it, uh, how do I get out of it? So here's the thing. If, if it's not your, your company mandating the vaccine, if it's someone else that's mandating it. So, for example, if you can't do your job because you can't enter a premises or, or someone else is telling your employer that they have to have you vaccinated, then there's not much that you can do. If it's your company's decision uh, to, to, to say you have to be vaccinated, if you refuse and they let you go, you're going to be owed compensation. So the question always is this, is it your employer's decision or is it a third party that's imposing it on your employer? But either way, you have to understand, Ballyram, that if you refuse, you will ultimately lose your job, guaranteed. It's just a matter of whether you're going to be owed severance or not. Okay. Okay, just wanted to find out. Uh, Is it a mandate uh, for the truck drivers yet or not yet? There's no government mandate that applies to truck drivers. No, not at this point. But again, there could be a, a, a requirement from a customer or there could be a border issue if you cross borders. But the government has not imposed mandates uh, as of now for truck drivers. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Balaram. Appreciate uh, your time. Hey, Sonny. How are you? Good, good. How are you today? We're, uh, we're loving life. What's uh, What's on your mind? Awesome. So I'm going to be let go soon uh, because I didn't get the vaccine. So I understand I am entitled to a severance package. But do I still have any any other recourse because I'm being forced for a medical procedure against my will? Because isn't that against the Charter of Rights, Bill of Rights, Human Rights? Like, can I go after them any other way? Or 
What's my so, first of all, it, it's important to remember something that the charter only applies to government. It does not apply to employers. Uh, so so this, this has nothing to do with the charter unless you actually work for the government. So, so because of that, there could be a human rights issue. There's an argument that a, a requirement to be vaccinated could be a human rights violation, something we call uh, discrimination on the basis of perceived disability. That has not yet been tested in our courts. So for sure, it's a question of severance. There, there is a chance you could have other entitlements, but that's certainly not, that's far from being guaranteed. The real issue, the real amount that you're owed is severance. And as long as there's no government mandate that applies to you, and as long as you're not part of a union, if you lose your job, then you're going to be owed severance. Yeah, but isn't a mandate more like a suggestion? Like it's not legislation, law, or anything like that. So look at it this way, uh, semantics. Here's what I mean. If the government says there's a mandate, if your employer doesn't do that, they get fined or they get other penalties. So that's what I mean. If, if the government says to, to the employer, whether it's through a mandate, through an order, through a legislation, whatever it is, if they're going to fine your employer gonna, or shut them down, whatever it is, if they don't get vaccinated, then your employer doesn't really have a choice. So, yeah, for all intents and purposes, a mandate is a law. But you have to remember that there's no mandate that applies to most employees. There's a mandate in Ontario that applies to long-term care homes, uh, and that's it. There's, there's some federal employees that work for the federal government that have a mandate, but for most employees, there's no government mandate. Okay. Well, well thank you. I think... Thanks, Sonny. Appreciate your time. Any further questions? Uh, as always, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Moving on down the line, Charles. Thanks for standing by. Good evening. Hi there. Uh, just a quick question. Yeah. In a uh, unionized environment uh, where the union is supportive of vaccination, and some of the employees do not want to be vaccinated, is can we force the employee to be vaccinated in that case? since the union is in, uh, in support of it? I think what you mean, not force, you mean can you let someone go if they're not vaccinated? Correct. Okay. So, so the answer is this. If, in fact, the union says we're good, so we're not going to pursue it, then, yeah, you can because there's going to be no repercussions. But here's the question. What if tomorrow or a month from now, from, because of pressure from the employees, the union changes their mind? Well, at that point, they'll file grievances, and you may well lose those grievances. In fact, there's already been some arbitration decisions where employers have lost uh, when they fired people for not being vaccinated. So if, in fact, the union always will say, we're good, we're not pursuing this, we're 100% supportive, you're absolutely fine. I just can't tell you for sure that at some point the union is not going to change its mind when, you know, they have a bunch of their members very upset with them. So you have to keep that in mind, Charles. Right. I see. Okay. All right. Thanks, Charles. Appreciate that. Going on down the line. Lise, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. What's up? Okay, so I'm working for a municipality. I'm a crossing guard. I work outside. It's non-union. I'm non-union. But I wear an N95 mask. I have the kids completely trained to stand at a certain spot because I've marked it with chalk. And they're mandating the vaccines. And I'm just wondering, wouldn't they allow me special accommodations because I'm working outside? Could they not do that? Mm. They said they putting it part of their policy. And the other thing is, this is a real safety concern because some of the corners could be empty. 
And I work at a couple, I work at one particular corner with another guard, but it is a very dangerous corner. And they're leaving it vacant. And I just heard, like, from the teacher's board yesterday that they were allowing some temporary exemptions allowed for the safety of kids. So I guess that's my question right there. So so here's the thing. I mean, you're asking, can they? The answer is sure. Uh, and even you, if you can ask me, should they? I, I would say, yeah, I think they should. But that's not the real question. The question is, will they? And I, I, I can't answer that because even though they can, if they choose not to accommodate you and let you go because of it, you can't stop that. You cannot physically restrain your employer from letting you go. Only thing you can do if that happens is get comp- compensated, get, get some compensation, severance, and even potentially some other damages. So the real question is not can they, is will in fact they accommodate you or will they say, too bad, we're not doing it. So you well, have to obviously me- talk to them and, and see. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they said they said it would be discrimination if they did that because they have people working inside. But you know what? If somebody gets hurt and there's no guard there, they could be held liable for that because they're right. they've implement, implemented this whole crossing guard program. And if there's nobody there, I mean, that's another story right there. I mean, do they really care about the safety of the kids? I mean, it's just so ridiculous, isn't it? Sometimes. So ultimately, it seems to me like that's the answer that you got, that, that they're not going to do that. So you now have this ultimatum. Either you you know, get vaccinated or you're going to be out of a job or perhaps on a leave. If that happens, again, can't stop that, regardless of whatever arguments we may have uh, as to the logic of it. If that happens, uh, then you're owed compensation. If you choose not to be vaccinated, if you lose your job because of it, let's talk because legally you are owed compensation. Uh, and that's really the only thing that the law provides here is make sure that you're compensated, not to stop your employer from uh, implementing its policy. Okay. Do you have time for one more quick question, maybe? Sure. Okay. So the, my vaccination status, they've asked me that about a month ago. I never gave it to them. And they're asking me again for it this week. And I'm just wondering, and they're saying that, okay, so if, you do decide to get vaccinated your first shot has to be december 12th or something like that so i don't yes. want to give them my vaccination status do you know and i want to prolong this because for me it's a religious exemption and i'm waiting for that novavax vaccine to come out because i'm really happy about that vaccine and the doctors who are like there's some doctors out there that are not for for the pfizer or whatever these vaccines everybody seems to be for this vaccine so I'm waiting for that vaccine. So I'm just trying my best to prolong this. So that vaccine comes out. It has been submitted to Health Canada, but it hasn't been approved yet. So that's so. Good unfortunately, that that won't work. And here's why: if you don't give them your vaccine status, they're simply going to treat you or consider you to be unvaccinated. So if you tell them you're unvaccinated, or you simply don't answer, either way, from their perspective, they're going to treat you as unvaccinated and they're going to proceed on that basis. So the only thing that you could do to perhaps prolong it is this. If you are feeling stressed, anxiety, you know, you're having trouble sleeping, what have you, talk to your doctor. If your doctor feels that for medical reasons you should be off work right now, stress leave, etc., then doctor will give you a note and then you can be off work and then at some point that you can come back. And that may put you out of the workplace and, and buy you time. That obviously is up to your doctor. 
But that's the only way that I can see to prolong this uh, situation. Okay. Even if I'm unpaid, even if I'm unpaid leave right now, I can still go to my doctor. Yes, you can still go to your doctor. Wow, Absolutely. man, I'm so happy I made this phone call. Thank you so much. Lisa, that's why we're here. That's why we do it every week and have been doing it for a decade. So thank you for uh, taking the time. Kelly, you are up. Hi there. Hi, good evening. I'm just uh, calling because I've got, uh, I work as an independent owner operator uh, for a company. Um, and the company has decided to make vaccines mandatory uh, as because they are regulated by the federal government. Um, but they've decided to implement this uh, this mandate, but in the same regard, they don't recognize other things that are regulated uh, through the federal government. I'm wondering, I no longer have a job. I'm just wondering if uh, if there's anything that can be done uh, to be able to get any sort of compensation sure. from them at all. So what kind of a business is the company in? Uh, it's logistics. We do uh, uh, final mile deliveries for one of uh, the companies okay. in North America. So there's actually, there's no government mandate that applies to, to a logistics company, even though they are federally regulated. There's no government mandate there. The federal government has implemented a mandates with respect to certain core departments that doesn't apply uh, in a, to a logistics company. So a few more questions. Uh, how long have you worked for this company? Uh, just over a year. And are you working kind of full-time exclusively for them? Sorry, repeat that question. Were you working for them full-time or exclusively, or were you working in a bunch of places? I was working exclusively for them. Okay. So the, the important thing then is that the law would consider you not to be an independent owner or operator. The law would consider you to be an employee. Because of that, if you lose your job, you're owed compensation, you're owed severance. And even after a year, that could be anywhere from two to six months pay depending on the number of factors. So that's okay. what you're owed. It's actually the severance that you're owed. Again, we can't stop them regardless of the fact that there's no government mandate, but they do have to pay you severance. You are an employee. At most, you may be a dependent contractor. Either way, you are owed severance. So Kelly, you need to contact me off air and let's get to work to get you that compensation. Okay, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for your help. Thank you for uh, your time as well, Kelly. And here it is, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Real simple stuff. Uh, in the downtime, in the meantime, we'll get to Paul. Says, uh, hey, Lior, my boss just told me that I have to get a uh, COVID vaccine in the next two weeks or I am out of a job. Is this legal? The most common question I've been getting over the past yep. you know, four or five months. Oh. hundreds of times uh, a week, uh, if not more than that. So here's how I always answer that. Forget about legal or illegal. That's not the question. The question is what will happen if you say no? And I can tell you what will happen. If you say no, you will lose your job or maybe you'll be put on an unpaid leave. So the question, you don't have to ask whether it's legal or not because your employer is doing it and that cannot be stopped. There's no legal mechanism to stop your employer from letting you go, even if the reason is not one that you agree with, or even if the reason is not one that the law agrees with. It's just a matter of what compensation you are owed. So in this case, yeah, unless there's a government mandate in place, he's going to be owed severance, maybe even other damages. But the decision has to be based on him deciding whether he'd rather lose his job and pursue severance or get the vaccine and keep his job. 
So forget about legal when it comes to vaccines. It's simply a question of what are you owed if your employer follows through on letting you go. Daryl is up next. Again, help at employmentlawyer.ca. Says, guys, I was just given a termination letter that offers me 26 weeks severance. After 13 years with my company, the HR manager says that the two-week severance per year is standard. Does it make sense to contact you in these circumstances? Well, I mean, if, if you're going to take advice from the HR manager that we have a problem there because clearly <sighs> their interests are to get the best deal possible for the company. So let's be very clear. No, it's not standard. It's not legal. It's not the law. Two weeks per year, one week per year, three weeks per year. Absolutely not. Nonsense. It's not that simple. Your entitlements are based on a few factors, right? Your age, your position, and the length of your employment are, are the main factors. There's a few other factors as well. Now, for this person, he's easily going to be owed 12 months pay, not you know 26 weeks, which is six months pay, potentially more than 12 months pay. So at best, he's offered 50 cents on the dollar, potentially even less than that. That's what we call a wrongful dismissal. Wrongful dismissal simply is a situation where you're offered less severance than what you are legally owed. So he shouldn't accept it, can't accept it, unless he wants to give the company a big old Christmas gift. No, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, instead, let's have a chat. Let's get you what you're owed. And yeah, hopefully by Christmas, you can actually get your full severance. Great questions thus far on email. Dana is up next. Says, uh, I've been off on a stress leave for two months, but don't want to go back to work because I'm afraid of how I'll be treated. What can I do? What are my options? So, so certainly she doesn't have any obligation. No one does to go back into an environment where she's mistreated or bullied, harassed. No one should work in an environment like that. The, the question, excuse me, is how does she prove it? Yeah. How can she show if she's being mistreated? Now, if there's a history that she can show of being mistreated, she has emails or recordings or witnesses that corroborate that, then of course she doesn't have to go back into that environment. She can leave and the law would still consider that to be a termination because she's not leaving because she doesn't want to be there. She's leaving because she was mistreated. But if she can't prove that, if she, there's no way to corroborate that and she simply chooses not to go back, the law would look at that as a resignation. And sure, you can always resign, but you're not going to be owed any severance. So if you don't have the proof, consider going back to work. And if, in fact, you're right and you are mistreated, keep records, right? Have a, a recording or send an email to someone confirming what was said, uh, confirming what happened. Create that record, that evidence. And then we can say, well, now that we have this evidence, yeah, we can get you out of there. You can get compensation. I'm always concerned when it's a kind of a he said, she said scenario. Those are very difficult to, to, to win. If you don't have the evidence, consider going back and creating the evidence. Where does her doctor fit into this? Because you got to assume she says she's been off on a strife leave for two months. She must have some medical backing there as well, right? Sure. I mean, if she's off, been off for a few months, presumably it's pursuant to doctor's orders. And if the doctor feels she should continue staying on, she can. And, the, and her yeah. employer can't question that. Uh, but if the doctor says you're clear to return to work and she doesn't want to because of, uh, of being concerned, being mistreated, yep. we have to think in terms of evidence and how do we prove this mistreatment. Grab another call. Sebastian, thanks for hanging out. How are you? I'm great. Great. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So um, the company I work for, uh, the head office is based out of Montreal, and uh, <clears throat> I'm in Toronto, Ontario. So I guess what I'm asking for is 
which labor laws apply to me? Is it the Ontario labor laws because I'm based out of Ontario, or is it the Quebec laws because it's out of... Good question. Yeah, excellent question. And the answer is actually very straightforward. It's the laws of the province where you physically work. So if you physically work in Ontario, it's the laws of Ontario. doesn't matter if the company is headquartered in Montreal or some foreign country. That won't impact you. It's the laws of Ontario exclusively that would apply to you. Perfect. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thanks, Sebastian. No appreciate problem. the call. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time. I think we got for uh, we got time for Steve at least. Anyway, Steve writes in help at employmentlawyer.ca. By the way, says I've been working for my employer for the last five years. They just told me that my job will end in six months, but in the meantime, my hours will be reduced from forty to thirty a week. Can they do that? Well, no, they they cannot. And hopefully, anytime you're facing a, an hour reduction, a pay reduction, mm-hmm. any really significant change. The term constructive dismissal comes to mind. An employer does not have a cha- or, or, or the right to make significant changes to the terms of employment, meaning if, in fact, they go ahead and do it anyway, you can say by doing that to me, by reducing my hours from thir- 40 to 30, you've terminated my employment. You've constructively dismissed me. So I'm going to walk away, and you, employer, I'm going to make you pay me severance. That is true even if you've received notice of termination. They can't change the terms of your employment while you're on notice. So Steve can choose to to continue working, of course, if he wants to, or he can choose to say that's a constructive dismissal. Now I don't have to stay here for the next six months or however long. I can leave now, and you owe me my full severance. I can help him do that. Uh, and same with you. If you've been uh, been put in a situation where your hours have been changed, your pay is reduced, constructive dismissal should immediately come to mind. Ron writes in. We'll get to one more here. He says, I just came back from a disability leave. I got into a small accident at work. My company now says it doesn't believe that I am healthy enough to work, even though I am. Is there anything that I can do? The the only thing you can and need to do is get a doctor's note. If your doctor says you can return to work, your employer can't really question that unless they can physically see that you're not able to work. The doctor is judge and jury. The doctor gets to decide if you can come back to work, if you need to be off work, and if your employer refuses to listen to your doctor, that could be a human rights violation. That could be a termination of employment. You name it. So the doctor is your most powerful tool in this situation. And that is just about it for another evening. Thank you so much for flooding the phone lines. Hope we uh, dished out some good information. Something comes to mind now that we're wrapping up. It's easy. Reach out, one 821 5,900 help at employmentlawyer.ca or just employmentlawyer.ca. We'll give you uh, leads and routes to our TV show as well. There's a media page there. You should catch some of those past episodes, 30 minutes on TV. You can watch them on the weekends as well. And finally, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That is a website built for you, absolutely free and anonymous. There's contact there as well and the severance pay calculator. Want to check that out at your leisure as well. We'll do it again on the weekend. Thanks for joining us. Don't go anywhere, though. Uh, She's coming right back. Alex Pearson on point here on Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.
The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio.